0: Masculinity requires a structure. Masculinity requires discipline. Masculinity requires strength. That is the container. And then, when you have this container that is solid, then you're able to express yourself in a way that's artful. But when you build the container, then it starts time to flow and to embrace a lot of the feminine aspects, which is nature and meditation and love and kindness, because Can you really be a fucking loving, kind person without being a powerful savage? I don't believe so. And I've had debates with people about this, but the reality is though, most of those people were soft and mushy. And they were like, no, you don't have to be a savage and strong and a warrior in order to be kind. And I was like, yes, you do, because you're just doing it because you don't have a choice and you're not really being kind. Kindness is a choice.
1: my name is johnny el sasser and i'm a former special operations u.s army ranger and tactical commander to the u.s ambassador's protective detail i have seen the struggle even the most hardened men have faced when they combat their inner demons and i am here to shine a light on those struggles to show that no man is exempt from adversity and internal pain men from all walks of life share their stories of hardship darkness and perseverance so that every man knows that whatever he is going through he is not alone Evolution for men begins now. This is a Soul Fire production. All right, everyone, welcome to today's episode on the Art of Masculinity. We have my good friend, Rome Zah, with me. He is a man, a father, a son, a teacher, and most importantly, a problem solver. But he is a savage. This guy is one of the best in the mat on the mat as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, but also he is just somebody who is a practitioner of peace and breath in his life so that he can maintain that peace, but is also just a savage if it ever comes down to it. So, it was really awesome to have this conversation with him because of the fact that he can shed so much wisdom from his experiences in life, from you know correcting some of the injuries that he's had to living a holistic lifestyle and eating off the land, but also maintaining that with meditation and breath work and consistent training and expansion on himself. So this is a massive, massive episode. I love my boy Rome. This is so much fun. I know you guys are going to get a lot from So make sure you guys sit down, take some notes, and give Rome a follow out on Instagram. Give Rome some support. If you guys are interested in what he's got going on, make sure you go into the show notes and grab his link so you guys can support him and be part of his ecosystem. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoy this episode, and I'll see you all around the corner. All right, everybody. Welcome back to The Art of Masculinity. Today, we have my good friend, Rome. I'm going to go with Zah on this because I'll butcher his fucking last name. But Rome is one of the... He's a fucking savage, dude. You you literally epitomize... And we'll get into this conversation. But you epitomize that um, that peaceful warrior. Like you have... Like you're a little... Like you just like... You're a savage when you need to be. And then... But you have this beautiful balance and peace to you that I see all the time. And it's so fucking cool, man. You really epitomize that. And I appreciate that about you.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. I, I appreciate the kind words for sure. Oh, dude. Well, I've been,
1: Likewise. I've been so excited to hop on with you. You have, you have a lot of wisdom. You got a lot of talent. And you have a lot to offer men today. So this has been something I've been looking forward to since you and I chatted about it quite a while back, actually, uh, about having you on the show and just didn't line up. But here we are, man. I wanted to uh open the floor to you and have you kind of describe your background a little bit. So everybody got the intro uh before the show started, but I want to hear from your mouth kind of the upbringing that you came with it uh you came up with that has conditioned the man that you show up as today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to try to like bring it into like a focus. So um I came from I'm a refugee of war from Chechnya, which is a pretty masculine country. Our national sport is used to be wrestling. Now it's MMA. I was blessed to be raised with a very masculine father, which came with its own set of challenges as well. Yeah, I we, we immigrated to Brooklyn. I basically grew up on the streets. I dropped out of high school in ninth grade. I was... I would say a participant and privy to a lot of criminal activity um, because that that's basically like what I was raised around uh, most of my life. Only later did I realize how much and how deep that criminal activity went because the drug dealers weren't really just drug dealers. They were also human traffickers in some way, shape or form. But only nowadays does that start to make sense because only. Um, in hindsight, can the dots be connected? From there, I, you know, I found I found like physical training. I mean, around 12 years old, no, probably younger. Around like nine years old, I started working out. with My dad around 12 years old, he started taking me to like a more public gym, and I used to work out there. Um, I got into Thai boxing really early. That helped me out a lot, like out on the streets, because like I'm a smaller dude, so I um, I people would try to pick on me, especially because there was nobody that looked like me in my neighborhood. Um, There's a lot of like Italian gangsters and Puerto Rican gangsters and black gangsters and Asian gangsters. It's just like a collection of different styles of gangsters where I grew up. So I had to, I had to fight a lot because if you don't, they're just going to constantly run your pockets or take your jacket or just rob you constantly or beat you up or whatever. From there, I mean, I went to school for I wanted to become a doctor, then I went to nursing school, I dropped out two classes before graduating, because at the same time, I was competing in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu a lot. Yeah, I fucked up my body competing in Jiu Jitsu and training really hard for many years. Um, And that's what took me on this specific journey right now that I'm on where at a certain point when I was 22, the doctors told me I wouldn't be able to train or compete anymore because I had two herniated discs in my spine and they wanted to do surgery, I refused and that put me on the path to holistic healing. I traveled the world learning from different gurus and teachers and masters and grandmasters on how to heal my body and become well again. So since that time, I've invested a lot of time, money, energy, effort, and attention into myself, my personal growth and who I wanted to become as a as a man as a healer as a warrior as a um, as a king as a masculine embodiment of the soul that came here to this earth to experience whatever it is that I came here to experience so here we are
1: I love that man your story has so much in that it's like it's like, where do we start? But I love, you know, when you were growing up and you were kind of, I know you and I have talked about this. There's an expectation of your father for how you presented yourself as a boy in this world growing up, right? And how did that, how did you take on that expectation and turn that into something? Because like you have a lot of respect for your father and you turn that into something positive in your life where we hear other men sometimes they turn that negative. What was that like for you to look at that, have that respect and turn it positive?
0: You know, it wasn't positive at first for a long time. It was very negative because I was unformed. I had no form. I was, I was sloppy in my presentation of life growing up in my teen years because I was still trying to find myself. And his expectations were very, very high. like. I don't remember getting any compliments from my father until I was, you know, honestly, probably like in my early thirties, after I had children, after I already sold a multi-million-dollar business, after I had multiple academies, after, after I did all these things, like he didn't give a fuck. It was just like, so what? And you know, that th- there was a UFC fighter recently that just won the title at 125 and you know what he said on uh, on the uh interview with Joe he said basically like dad do i make you proud now because he was raised by a single mom and like that was his whole driver to win the title was just to make his father proud and and you know like th- there's a and a lot of people criticize that and they're like oh like what what a piece of shit like the father must have been or is there whatever i just think of the story of, of like the song of a boy named sue I always think back to that song where it's just like, maybe he was a piece of shit or maybe in today's culture, because we don't have a tribe, that's how you need to raise a young man. So he doesn't grow up to cut off his fucking penis and, and start playing in all this tomfoolery that we're all part of in this world right now. Like maybe, maybe you need to hold that strong masculine discipline. And, and that's, that's what I was held with in my, in my family. And that, that, that drove the fire inside of me to excel. And not just at one thing, but at life in general, like I wanted to be the best me that I can be one to, to be the best me that I can be period. But also for a long time, I needed that driver that because I wanted to make my father proud. I wanted my father to turn around to his friends and be like, that's
1: my fucking son. Mm, that's amazing, bro. And and that is like that's what I see in you. Like you see that you see that you have this you have this connection to this form of masculinity that he gave you, that has allowed you to be a man of balance, but also has pushed you to also excel when most men or boys would have given up. Like you know you there's probably a lot that you should have been a statistic rather than a success story, right? And that's where like, when, when we look at what you were given, and some men can spin that in their lives is how it was negative, you saw it initially as negative and then have turned it into how it's helped you become the man you are today.
0: You know, it took a really long time and a lot of internal work to realize that there is nothing that is negative. There is just the perspective of something that is negative. It's the story of the Chinese farmer. Have you ever heard of it? It's, a, it's an ancient Chinese story. And there's a, chi- there's a farmer and he has a small farm and he works on this farm with his son and he has a horse. And one day his horse runs away and his neighbors come to him and they say, you're so unlucky. Your horse ran away. Now you have nothing to help you farm. And he says, maybe yes, maybe no. A few days later, that horse comes back with six wild horses to his farm and all of his neighbors come running to him again. And they say, you're so lucky you have, you have seven horses now. And he says, maybe yes, maybe no. A few days later, his son is trying to break in one of the wild horses and the horse throws him off. He breaks his leg and all the neighbors come streaming to his house again. And they say, you're so unlucky. And he says, maybe yes, maybe no. A few weeks later, while his son is laid up, the military comes looking for young men because they're at war with a different village. And all of the young men get taken except his son, who is of childbearing years. And all of the young men die except his son in that village. So now he has the pick of the litter of all the women in the village too. So all of the neighbors come to him and they say, you're so lucky your son didn't die. And, 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 th- and this story goes on ad infinitum, like for, forever. And that's the story of our lives, right? Like we, we get into an accident, we, we get divorced, we, as men especially, like that is our hero's journey. And until we learn how to have a lotus grow out of shit, we're not, we're not truly actualized yet, until we become the alchemist of our own life and make gold from lead, we're still stuck in the external, oh, woe is me, victim mentality. And I believe that is the biggest problem in today's world in in the art of masculinity is that most men live in a state, a, a perpetual state of victimhood.
1: Mm, Yeah, dude, that's powerful. And there's something that you hit on too. I want us to talk on, but let's, let's keep rolling with this a little bit because I I think so many men do play the victim. uh, And part of that combination is how they play the role of the martyr as well, because a martyr is essentially playing the victim. They're sacrificing their health, their happiness, their well-being, in all in an effort to say that I'm giving that to other people. Right? But to me, the martyr's a cop out and it's, a way, it's another version of that victim. And so in today's society, you touched on this, you touched on the victim, you touched on the men essentially being f- for reading through what you were saying, basically being persuaded by society and the ridiculousness that we have going on today uh, against masculinity and men. And so where, where are some places that men can start to gain strength again? Uh, back into being men of honor, being men of integrity, being men of not being afraid of adversity?
0: I I believe it starts with the physical body. I believe that to master the mind, you need a sound, powerful, flexible, strong, physical body. In in Russian, they they have a saying, which means uh, healthy body, healthy soul or healthy spirit. And as a child, when I was nine to 12, I was like very thin and small. And I started exercising and I put on like 25 pounds of muscle in like three years or something. And like to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, wow, like I, if I can change the way that I look, what else can I change? Because that's the thing that you've been looking at most of your life is you, so it's like if you can look again at yourself and be like, "Wow, like I can transform the way this thing looks, this machine that I've been given, what else can I change in my life? What else am I not taking responsibility hundred percent responsibility for in my life to to transform like where where am I still a victim? I believe there and obviously spending time in nature because that's." kind of like where we came from. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but, but you need a strong physical body <laughs> to spend time in nature.
1: Yeah. It's very true.
0: <laughs> so it, I don't, I don't even think it's yeah. Like, cause you won't survive. Nature is unforgiving, relentless, ruthless, and like, yeah, come unprepared fuck around and find
1: out. Yeah. Well, and so why do you think like, because this is something that I, I question too, like you and I can look at it and be like, bro, it's, it's like a pretty simple recipe. Just put one foot in front of the other and start today and start with your physical body and start on this process of gaining confidence in yourself by exhibiting what you can do and how you can change your world around you and your internal state, right? Like it's an easy conversation for you and I to have, but why do we think, that so many men are, do we think like do we believe that like society has done such a good job to rip this out of men that they don't even have any ambition to do it because we're seeing this collectively like it's not just on a small scale the United States is being it's a pan it's a real pandemic amongst men yeah
0: is the question are you asking why do you think they're doing it yeah or what's being
1: done no why why do you think men are are not embracing this desire to get this back, this form of masculinity back? Do you, like, you, know, do you think it's society has done a good job ripping it out? Do you think they've gotten just lazy? Like What, what do you see that you believe has caused this deterioration?
0: Oh, that's a big question. And it's a beautiful question too, because there's so many aspects
1: of it. I would start
0: with taking the father out of the home, t- taking the father out of the home, be- because like if the father's not in the home, then you can't raise a man, period right? Like a mother can't raise a man. They can, they can raise a boy, but they can't make him transform into a man because in order to do that, they have to sell their soul to masculinity and like give up the idea of being feminine themselves. So it goes both ways. Like Women have been emasculated and men have been feminized. So that's, that's one aspect of it. If we stay in the in the internal environment. The second aspect of it is I believe in a lot of ways, it's a psyop like a psychological operation by, by the powers that be whoever they be to call every, like people can look at me, they can look at you and they could be like, that person is toxically masculine. We're just like, but, but it's, it's words, right? Like the idea of a conspiracy theory is, is, is in, an, in and of itself a psychological operation to call anything that you don't believe in a conspiracy theory. I mean, here's another one, right? We're at 72% uh, overweight and obesity rates in the country. Good luck being masculine when you can't even see your dick. I mean, it's just like, think about this, like polyester clothing, right? Polyester clothing is made, by, is, is made from plastic. Plastic is made from oil. Oil. Most of our pharmaceuticals are made from petroleum, oil, man. like they are, like the basically the ru- petroleum. Yeah. So, who owns all? It's like the DuPont family owns all of that, right? So it's like Rockefeller. If all of those, basically, yeah, like the the families that run the world own all of this, right? So it's like if because if we if we really like expand the the, the question, because like I'm kind of all over the place, but I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring it full circle, where it's just like if you were to realize that you are in prison and you are a slave and that you were born into slavery and you really realize it and, and, and you stand for what that flag behind you stands for, which is freedom and the idea of the pursuit of happiness. Right? So it's like, If you stand for those things and you realize you stand for those things, now you're kind of like your mind starts to become free, right? Like you're starting to break the matrix. But in order to escape the matrix, you have to stand up against something. But if you, if your testosterone, if your endocrine system is shot, if your testosterone is shot, if your sperm is shot, if your physical body is shot, um, if you have no father pushing you forward all revolutions have always been done by young men. So if you don't have any young men, you have no revolutions. If you have no revolutions, no change happens. So it's by design by somebody that's playing the long game, because we've been taught to play the short game. We have the attention span as humans. I don't want to bunch myself or you into that, but I mean, humans have been trained, modernity has trained humans to have the attention span less than a goldfish, which is, I believe, nine seconds. So it's like, if you're playing the short game all day and it's, it's clicks, it's likes, it's all of this shit that we've been trained and manipulated to pay attention to, you will never think about these bigger ideas that it's just like, wait a second. If I was born into slavery, well, how did slaves get out of slavery, right? Like those are those are some things that they they needed to ask themselves questions of where it's just like slaves weren't fed good food because they would get strong. Slaves weren't allowed to exercise because they would get strong. Slaves so on and so forth and look at the world today.
1: Yeah. No, this is this is a great
0: Did that did, did that bring it full
1: circle? 100%. Yeah, you hit some of the main things I feel I agree with that are, you know, that That um, idea behind women raising children from single moms to, uh, you know, lesbian uh, parents, you're also taking I love this because you're taking the woman out of her natural state, which is to defer to the femininity in her like that is her natural residing state. When a shit hits the fan, she wants to be in her feminine, her body, her body, her system goes to resorts to the feminine and men resort to the masculine. And that was one of the powerful things. I mean, the whole thing was powerful, but I love that you identified that. And then to even pair on to your testosterone and how like the body is affecting um, our presentation of masculinity, our desire to fight against, you know, the the will of the media and these conglomerates that are trying to control society, the will to fight against them is being deteriorated because you're right. We are losing testosterone. We're losing that thing in masculinity that has made us respected, right? It, to be feared, but feared with respect, right? And that's what I think we've lost. And you uh, you and I have a good friend, Jay Campbell. He's been on the show and he's talked about how I think it was now the the bottom range of testosterone starts at 250 and I think it was 10 years ago or or 20 years ago it, the bottom range started at 450. So why have they been lowering the medical uh, appropriate range for testosterone within men, right? And to your point, you look at this effeminized society, women are asking where are all the real men? Like where are the men that we respect and value and can hold the feminine because it's, it's, we're losing that.
0: A hundred percent of hundred. And, and it comes from everywhere. If think about the things that disrupt your endocrine system and your hormonal system, it's going to be stressors. And what uh, what are stressors? Well, for, for the first and foremost, like I've seen over 4,000 people in the last few years and I've been able to analyze like their nervous system based on their breath work and their lifestyle. And and, and like from world-class athletes to special forces operators to all types of like entrepreneurs, almost nobody has a perfect breathing style. And, and that, that means that most of them are in a sympathetic state most of the time, which means that they're in fight, flight, freeze. And here's the fourth one that nobody talks about is cravings. Most people are constantly giving in to certain cravings. You mentioned the word willpower. There is none. So... Their breathing is off. They're not moving. They're eating terrible foods. I mean, they literally have genetically modified things everywhere now. Like everything has either some sort of soy, corn, bugs now they're putting in food. I mean, and like people are complaining about bugs, but like, dude, corn and soy is just as bad, if not worse than putting bugs in your system. Here's another one that I mentioned that I didn't circle back to, polyester clothing. Your clothing, they found there's there's tons of studies that show that if you're not wearing like organic cotton, linen, um, wool, natural, natural materials that aren't um that don't have chemicals in them. At in the long game, you will have no sperm.
1: Wow. I believe it. Bro, think, <laughs> think about
0: think about that.
1: I believe that. Like
0: that's crazy, because like our out what we put on our skin is even more important than what we put in our mouth. And people don't realize
1: that because the food that we put in our
0: mouth goes through a filtration system in our body. But what we put on the skin goes straight into the bloodstream. Yep.
1: Yeah. Our skin's the largest organ of our body and it absorbs everything. So it's, yeah, you got to be very careful that, you know, that's terrifying and that makes a lot of sense, but that's also terrifying that we're seeing this. And so you talked about something earlier. I wanted to also hit on you, you uh, alluded to the dudes chopping off their dicks. And I think, you know, obviously like this fucking bullshit is getting so much notoriety in the media today. And, you know, Joe Rogan's talked about it and numerous other people have talked about it. Is that like when the, the fall of an empire happens, the society gets consumed with gender ideology. And in today's world, like, how are you seeing this or how do you believe this is also affecting men?
0: It's, it's affecting men in a lot of ways, but it's affecting them more than it needs to. Because the reality is, if you want to chop off your dick, if you want to take hormones, if you want to change your sex, fair play, go for it. I think that everybody should have the freedom to do whatever it is that they want to do. The problem with that statement is that most people don't have the freedom to do what they want to do because it's a massive marketing campaign that's going and, and hitting from all angles. Um, trans tech, that's what that industry is called. Trans technology is an industry that's over, the last time I checked, it was over $200 billion in market cap. Because each person that transitions, I believe it's like 250000 and that's not counting all of the medication and all of the services, psychological services, physical services, and all that, that they're going to need later. So of course, it's a huge, it's a huge business. And it's only been a few years at, in the bigger boom of things. So it's like, it's the biggest business we've ever seen, not counting human trafficking. I think, I think, right? From what I'm seeing with the numbers, because like, I just look at numbers and their market cap is over 200 billion, which is like, dude, it took Apple... It took Disney, it took, um, like Tesla so many years to get to that point where their market cap is in that many billions. So it's like, we're we're talking a massive business. So I believe it's affecting men. First of all, a lot of men, I would say a lot of men in the conservative or libertarian space get, get really like, um, like worked up about it. And, and here's, here's the deal. The higher stress you have, the lower testosterone you have. So it's like, here's another thing that, that's being played on, on us that we're not seeing in like the bigger picture. The more stressed you are, the dumber you are. The more stressed you are, the more pain you're in. The more stressed you are, the more inflamed you are. The more stressed you are, the weaker you are as a man. So it's like, the more outraged we're becoming at things that are happening externally, the weaker we're becoming as men. That's not to say that we shouldn't pay attention to these things, that, but we should take the appropriate necessary actions to protect ourselves and our families from external influences of all sorts, including the right, the left, the middle, everybody. Like Families need to have their values and they need to be able to walk in those values um, led by the men in the families.
1: Mm, yeah. And I think that, that right there is a very important thing. And I want to get back to that stress thing too, but I want to, I want to actually talk about this real quick because that's very important too. You know, if the men, the men in the family are easily persuaded and manipulated, the boys in the family will follow suit. And if the men cannot, cannot guide them appropriately and allow them to be manipulated, because you, in you hit the nail on the head when you said that, you know, you, Anybody has the right to do what they want to themselves right, of their own free will. But majority of people don't realize they don't have free will because they're being manipulated constantly every second of the day when they grab their phone or flip on the TV or listen to a radio station or any of the shit. There's constant psychological manipulation happening on a regular basis. And, And that was kind of why I was asking that question, because I see men feeling like, they're even questioning their own sexuality. I think in a lot of ways, collectively, because they're having psychological operations done on them all the time. They're, they're like, "What well, if that? If, if everybody's gay, am I gay? Am, am I? Should I? Should, should I be a woman? Uh, you know, like a, uh, you know, like." And you have them asking these fucking weird questions to themselves. They would never ask if they weren't having this shit just put in their fucking earlobes all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, like. I am, I'm, I'm into freedom, bro. Like I grew up in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I mean, and, and I went to, um, an alternative high school in New York. It was in the village in New York. And the village is one of the gayest places in America, maybe even the world, the village in New York and San Francisco in, um, in California are the two probably gayest places. Um, or at least they used to be right. So I was exposed to a lot of like ultra liberal stuff. Like I didn't even know that there was even another like a Republican perspective or like, there's just like, this is New York. This is what people do in New York. Right. Like it was very influenced by like fashion. was very influenced by gay culture. So I, like, bro, if you want to suck a dick, if you want to like, um, be a lesbian, if you want to be gay, like go for it. Like I have no less respect or love for you as a human being. Like I know very incredible gay people that have been gay forever without the media. And I know very incredible straight people and I know very shitty gay people and I know very shitty straight people. My only thing is like to stay away from children, let them figure it out on their own. Um, As they get older, like they get to figure out their own stuff. And also like, you know, yeah, there's a lot of media influence, but like if you're paying attention to media, you have a bigger problem than figuring out like if you want to suck a dick or not. Like your bigger problem is that you're not aware in any way, shape, or form that the idea of media, movies, music, anything pop, everything pop culture is wrong. So that's first of all. Second of all, it's literally called programming. Like, And you're not even choosing the program. So it's like Like, what do you expect? Like, they're literally they're dripping it into your mind using psychological programs, and like, what they do is NLP. I don't know if you're familiar with neuro linguistic programming, but it's like NLP with a billion dollar budget.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And they've been doing it for years, and they've been doing it subversively with agencies like the CIA and the FBI. And it's just fascinating that people still don't want to recognize this, but you know, more importantly, I think that this is, this has been, this trajectory has come to where we are now because men have been deteriorating and, uh, the, the government, the agency, if you want to call it the, the, the elites, they're not fearful of society because they've created, um, subjugation and they've allowed, they've pushed men to be this weakened version of themselves where they don't have the ability to stand up. I mean, you look at like the like you said, the programs, right? How many TV shows can you watch nowadays where the father is a babbling buffoon and gets everything wrong and does all the stupid shit and God, if if it weren't for the wife, he'd probably be in a ditch somewhere eating a mouse because he wouldn't know how to get food. How many TV shows project fathers that way? All of them. Yeah.
0: Every, every single one, not, 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 not ha- all of them, like across the board, just from different angles. And they'll have a black father that's like that. And a brown father that's like that. And, a, and an Asian father that's like that. And a white father that's like that. And it's like, yeah, they're projecting it from all different angles so that you can resonate with it. So same message, different niches.
1: Yeah. And then what does that do? What does that condition Women to see when girls grow up and they see and they're like, oh, uh, that's what a man's supposed to be. So I'm going to look for a man like that. And then the boys are like, oh, that's how men just are. So that's I get to be this way. And it's like, wow, you are conditioning society to have failures in the household, in relationships and easily manipulated and uh, subjugated populations.
0: Yeah, for sure. And on the other end of the spectrum, the, on the other end of the spectrum, like what they're also showing you on Instagram, on TikTok, on all these things, is these heavily muscled tattooed men driving Rolls Royces, talking about like, like beating their chest and all that shit. And like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a very unbalanced expression of masculinity that, um, that also confuses these boys and, and literally turns them, like like all the red pill stuff. I understand that like women are ridiculous in today's day and age, ridiculous. Like they have been, um, just manipulated into like completely losing their minds in how they, um, experience their lives just as much as men. So it's like, it, it requires a hundred percent responsibility from your life. It requires you to delete all of your dating apps. It requires you to stop drinking so you can make it requires you to turn off all the programming go live by yourself for a couple of years and figure your own shit out before like uh like blaming the other sex because that's what they're doing right black versus white men versus women it, it it's it's all the it's all the same program right like it's all the same program just from different angles like from the ultra masculine looking dude giving you that program and then the the simp on the other end but like they're They're creating these absolutes that humans never live in. It's never like, I, I should be totally against this, or I should be totally for this. Cause it's just like, like, uh, like, do do you, like, cause like, for example, like we look at like the, the right and they're like, I hate gay people. where it's just like, like, do you, do you really hate, like, do you, do you even know any gay people? And on the left, they're like, I hate Republicans. Like, do you, like, when's the last time you had a conversation with a Republican that you hate them so much? but you know what I mean? Like, it's just so absurd, but they're like left, right, black, white, gay, straight, uh, penis, no penis. Like, it's just like, fuck, like just take a deep breath and like, let's fucking let's settle down. Let's figure out like where we're being manipulated people.
1: Yeah. I think there's like people, we're all people. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things with you that is so important to this conversation is you have found that balance in life and you present that form of masculine not only to your kids but to the world you're very adamant about being true to yourself and you balance that peaceful warrior like i mentioned when we started the podcast how do we influence men to respect both sides of this the intellect and the physicality right the the spiritual and the Fighter, you know how do you get men to really find this fucking balance? When that happens, I think we'll stop seeing this whole manipulation of like you versus me.
0: Yeah, I think that the first, the first things first at the deepest, most primal level is that there is no absolute separation between mind and body. That is an, an illusion uh, created through a Cartesian, like through Cartes. He created this idea that the mind is separated from the spirit. I mean, from, from the body to create basically how we see science right now. They created that because to protect himself from the church, to do his, like his own experiments and his own philosophy. We adopted that in the Western world without even knowing that that seed was planted. But in the East, in all of the ancient traditions, there is no separation between mind and body. Like if you feel good in your, in your body, you feel good in your mind. If your mind is thinking good thoughts, your body is probably in good health as well. So it starts with getting rid of the separation of like the mind and the body completely. Second of all, it's like learning how to use this machine in a way that's holistic. Like a lot of even our physical practices, they lack spirit our physical practices lack spirit in the Western world because we work out our bicep. But when in a physical situation, are you only going to use your bicep or are you only going to use your shoulder? Right? Like
1: when you're you're trying to get the girls, bro, that's when. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Curls for girls, baby.
0: (laughs) But like, I, I believe the inspiration needs to come from their own curiosity. To be a better man, like what can I accomplish in this incarnation of of self um, in this plane of existence? like what can I accomplish? like who can I become? like the curiosity of like what can be sculpted out of this raw stone that we've been given that has its own attributes like like maybe we're sculpting it or maybe it's being sculpted for us, but we can definitely help out to find. Um, maybe the curiosity isn't even who can I become? It's who am I? Who did I come here as already? And what do I need to remove? Because as men, to even step into the war, to step into the man archetype, we have to take full responsibility for our life. I believe that that's like the biggest step in becoming from a boy to a man, you take full responsibility. You take care of your shit. But from a man to a warrior, that, that one takes a little bit more work because you have to cut away all of the influences that don't belong to who you are in this incarnation. And, I, and, and that, that takes full responsibility, that takes honesty, and that also takes ruthlessness, cutting out the people, cutting out the programming, cutting out the fucking toxins that we're putting in the body, cutting out the clothes that just don't belong anymore, cutting out the addictions right like how many dudes are out there like investing their time their energy their effort into prostitutes cocaine alcohol just like uh, gambling like these 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 experiences that may may there's nothing wrong with them they're not bad or good but they aren't going to help you express yourself in a way that's truly balanced and masculine because Bro, those strippers don't like you. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like that stripper doesn't really like no, you. Like no, no. Just, but she said, she said she said I was good looking, dude. bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. She said, she said for tw- like, she, I, she would love to just I hang out t- with me for another hour back in the back for for another hundred bucks. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs>
0: I've been seeing this since I was a kid growing up, like all these simpy dudes spending all their parents' money and their money on buying these chicks' bags, hoping that they'll love them. Fuck, take that $1,500 and invest it in a coach that'll help you attract the women that you need in your life and not the women that will only appreciate you because you're a wallet.
1: Hey, everyone. Want to take a quick second here and let you know about my new book, Design the Man Within. It is all about getting the everyday man the tools he needs to start becoming a better version of himself, but also becoming a man who loves himself and impacts the people around him positively. Go ahead to designthemanwithin.com and get your copy today. I am very proud of this book and it was the book I needed years ago when I started my journey. And so I hope that it can be that door opening book for every man out there to start his own personal journey with tools and tips that I've used to help grow through some of the darkest times in my life to become somebody who looks at the man in the mirror and loves who he sees. So make sure you head over to designthemanwithin.com and get your copy today. Mm, yeah, that's and that's a that's a very powerful statement there because there is there's guys that they don't give a fuck about how they look. They, they could care less about their integrity or presentation as a man. But because they have money, they think they can uh, get the things that they desire and be happy. And it's like, bro, first off, you're going to be very unhappy. And second off, you're just going to be looked at as a wallet by the people in your life, which is never a good place to be. But you also said something about that separation of mind and body. And I want to circle back to that because I love that statement because I think you know when you say that, for me, what comes up is it doesn't even necessarily mean that you have to go out and be jacked or some fucking bodybuilder. But you do need to connect that mind and body together because one influences the other. I really love that you put that out there because I think In a lot of ways, men can just, if they can simply do that, it would start to turn the tide for masculinity. Do you agree? I
0: believe so. I believe so. Because when you connect the mind and the body, reconnect the mind and the body again, or at least (laughs) remove the illusion that they are disconnected, right? Because that's the work, like removing the Maya or the illusion, the veil of illusion that has been put over our eyes you can start to be aware of each moment. Like in this moment, I am making this choice. And then through that awareness, you can actually become aware of a universal law called karma or the law of cause and effect. And that's something that I teach my children and my students constantly. I'm hammering it in. Each action creates a result. And that result and your are your response to that result is already a new choice that creates the next result. So at first the boy becoming a man is cleaning up all of your karma that you've created. It's, if you shit the bed, clean the bed, clean the bed, or it's going to smell. And it's, it, there's nothing wrong with shitting the bed. Like I've shit the bed many times. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like we, 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 we make, the, the choice that doesn't express who we truly are. And that's okay because that's how we find out who we are by making those choices. And, but but it's, it's, it's taking the choice back. When we connect the mind and the, when we become one, we get to choose what our next action is, predicting hopefully what the result is going to be. And if it's not the result, we can re-choose. We can take a breath we can choose again. And that's the beauty of it. Like we can keep like, there's nothing that you've done. I've worked with people that have killed tons of fucking people. I've I've worked with people that have left cults. I've worked with people that have made very, very, uh, I would say interesting choices in their lives. I wouldn't say poor choices. I would just say it. I've worked with people that spent massive amounts of time in prison. And the the idea that like you should live with shame for the rest of your life for the choices that you've made is a terrible fucking idea because the whole idea of God and this universal energy, it, Jesus is forgiveness. Like if, if, if we if we want to go to like that, it's like forgiveness. So it's like one, you have to learn how to forgive yourself and then make a new choice. And hopefully, that new choice, maybe you have a good coach or a good support system around you, or you started reading. Um that will lead to a better effect or an effect that you're looking for cuz prison maybe was necessary for those 5 10 20 years
1: well i think that goes back to you know your your story the the uh, chinese farmer story of maybe 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 not maybe so right and it's it's just remembering i think that everything that that right there to me was gold maybe everything in life if we look at it that way maybe not maybe so there's the ability for it to turn out in a very positive way, even if the immediate action seems as though it's negative or the immediate action seems as though it's positive, right? And it's like it it always, I think back to your uh, connecting with some of the uh, ancient ways where they have tied the mind and the body and the spirit always together. They never delineated any difference between them. I think getting back to that allows us to remember that you know we are just on the spiritual journey. we're we're uh, what does Ram Das say he says we're a uh, um we are a, a soul in a on a in like having a human experience, Having a human experience. There we go. That's we're, a spi-
0: it we're a human, ha- we're, we're a spirit having yeah. a human experience. There
1: we go. There we go. And, uh, if we can get back to that and remember, I think that we'll gain a lot more peace for men and to also not have this perception of right, wrong, uh, black, white, negative, positive. It's like, you know, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what comes out from that. Right. So I love this. Yeah, yeah.
0: so we 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 can play out the the penis thing, like cutting off the penis thing. Because I had a lot of talks with like like really hardcore conservatives, and I was like, "What are you upset about? Yeah. If you don't like these people, they're not going to be able to breed. So why do you care? In twenty years, it'll all be over anyway." <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like if you because <laughs> like I try to give them, I, I try to meet whoever. Ramdas also has this quote that like we are all just walking each other home.
1: Mm-hmm. I love so that.
0: when I meet people, I try to ex- understand their perspective, embody their perspective, and also share with them maybe an opposite perspective yeah. that they can potentially, if they're open to it, sit with for a little bit, yeah. because maybe it'll give them a bigger spectrum of experience
1: of life. Yeah, it allows them to just, it's that you know old saying, the food for thought. You know, you present an alt- alternative way of seeing or perception, not to challenge them out of malice, but to challenge them out of growth. Like, hey, man, just have you ever thought about that or what that looks like? And then they sit with that for a while. Well, let me be objective to this, right, and actually, really be objective. But it's a, it's a, it's very interesting the world we're in, and it's all I always love getting your perspective, bro, because you have such a really great objective insight to it. Um, and you do challenge things, you challenge things, not just for me, but for yourself too. I know that you're very good about doing that. And that's what gives you that balanced warrior perspective, bro. This has been such a fun conversation. I love talking to you. We could go forever. Um, but I do want to, I do want to talk to you about what you're doing because you, you know, obviously you're a very successful person. You put a lot of time into your own intellect, intelligence, but also your body and how you how you look holistically and how to optimize it so what are you doing today that you have out there for people to get involved in potentially? I know you're still running your your bjj I know you got your uh, you were just on a regenerative farm, so you know what are you doing with that and then what do you got open for people to really? Uh, Embark on and challenge themselves with? So I'm
0: always looking to sequence what it is that I'm teaching in order to get the best possible results because I know that most people, um, when they start out on a journey, if they don't get their results fast enough, they quit. I read many years ago that only 9% of people, and I believe that is a very far stretch because maybe they're setting very low New Year's resolutions, but only 9% of people. Accomplish their New Year's resolutions. Most people um, give up, they quit. So, most people are not going to do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Most people are in a fight, flight, or freeze state. And they need to fix that first and foremost because until you heal your nervous system, you are overreacting or underreacting, which is both sides of the same coin. You're either shutting down emotionally, psychologically, physically, or and and then from there, feeding the cravings. So whatever they can be, right? It can be porn. For a lot of men, that's the bear trap is porn. Porn, food, alcohol, weed, dating, random sex, scrolling, programming, whatever. Like we, I can go on for days to hit all the different cravings. And the other one is overreacting, right? Like when we think of masculinity in the sense that we've been taught, it's like, it's a really strong man that's just blowing up and he's angry. And, and when you're doing both of those, there's no objective perspective. Like you're just constantly like in an emotional state and you're not, you're not, you're not logical. You're not rational. You're not, you're not making decisions that are going to give you the effect that you truly want. So I created a program after working with thousands of people. I created a program that only takes seven minutes a day and I help people to repattern their nervous system through their body, because for the last hundred years or so, we've been trying to, um, we've been trying to manipulate and heal our heart and our emotions and our body through the mind. And there's nothing wrong with that, but as we're seeing right now, it's not very effective like we're we have more psychologically sick people than we've ever had at least in recorded history um so where where does it need to heal from where it needs to heal from the body our body is our most ancient is our most ancient part of uh, of this biological um system so it's like we're not breathing correctly and that's literally and it's not just doing breath work. Like I, I've trained with all of the breathwork teachers that, that are like the big name teachers. A lot of them have pieces. They have pieces of the puzzle. But the problem is the engine has been wrong for a long time. And now a little bit around COVID, a lot of studies started coming out, but it's not just that you're doing breath work. but it's a specific type. It's a specific style of breathing that you need to incorporate as the underlayer of your breath work. So think of the way that you breathe as the engine to your machine. And that engine needs to be functioning in a parasympathetic state. And there's a specific type of breathing that needs to happen to be in a parasympathetic. So parasympathetic is rest, relax, digest, repair. Those four words describe it. That is what we're seeing that most people don't fucking have. Most people can't relax. They they can't tap into like that that serene, that Zen state, because that's what you need to make proper decisions and choices in order to progress in your life. So what, what I created was something that they can do for seven minutes. I give them education on it too. Um, and then I give them a bunch of bonuses on it and I made it super affordable. I mean, I, I work with uh, one-on-one clients that pay me six figures a year to work with them. So for a long time i was only working with those people and people that are high performers that couldn't afford me that's what i would do like my pro bono work like operators don't leave the military with a lot of money <laughs> so i would work with operators because like they they just don't have money but they deserve it you guys deserve it you guys are incredible fucking humans that went and fought for whether it was right or wrong that's that's not that's not up to me but for an idea of freedom. Like that's what you signed on for. So I was like, and what does the military do when you get out? Like, is the VA going to help you fix it? No way, bro. You know what I mean? Like the VA is not going to help you fix those emotional and psychological and physical issues. Like these guys are getting blown up out there. So I was like, I, I want to help them. So I was working with them, professional fighters and all these people like on the other end of the spectrum that lead very extreme lives that, that have a lot of, you don't become a professional fighter because life is good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way.
1: You know, <laughs> very true.
0: you know, so, so it's like, I, I have, I have all these tools that I've been giving people, but I was like, I got this message about about a year and a half ago that I need to work with regular people as well. And I need to have accessible things for regular people. So I made this program very accessible cost and energy And I thought about it for a long time, and I tested it. And honestly, take seven minutes a day. In 100 days of doing this for seven minutes a day, you will experience uh, less pain in your body, less inflammation, less brain fog. You will sleep better. Uh, You'll make better decisions because they will be coming from a place of responsiveness versus a place of reaction or underreaction. You will have less cravings, um, and and, and all of those things stacked together make a better life because then you can you have more space where you're not constantly um, doing like extreme putting out of fires, right? Because what happens with men, right? Like we start on this journey, our testosterone gets jacked up. We blow up on somebody. Fuck, we got to put out that fire. We blow up on our kid. We got to put out that fire. We blow up on our wife. We got to put out that fire. But what if, you're not spending your time putting out fires, but building structures, building the business that you want to live in, building the body that you want to live in, building the relationship that you want to live in, where your wife or your girlfriend or your kids don't fucking resent you because you're, you're just out of control, right? Because that happens too, right? A lot of guys get on this masculine journey and then they get out of control because they have too much fire. They don't know how to like uh, remedy the fire with some air, some water, some grounding. Um, and that's, that's essentially what I, what I teach in the program. Um, and it's the first step, like I call it the primary series. It's the first step. If people want to go deeper, we have a lot, we have a lot more toys to play with, uh, when they go deeper, a lot more like ancient teachings to dive into, to, to rebuild and restructure and also to create something that is a value to this world.
1: How do they get a uh, part of that? Uh, you said it was the pri- the primary series. Is that what it was? The primal series?
0: The primary series. Primary series. Yeah. They, they can that? go on my website. They can go on my website and I'm going to give you a coupon code for your people so they can get a little bit of a discount. They can go on my website. It's romezod.com forward slash NSE. Nervous System Evolution. That's what it's called. So romezod.com forward slash NSE. And they can just go through all the testimonials, check out what they're gonna get i I include a lot of bonuses too um some bonuses for like chakra healing, some bonuses for movement, just to introduce them to like the the tools that I share with my private clients because um you know like it's it's not mine it it was passed down to me from numerous teachers and and the universe itself put me in through these situations. So it's like, it's not mine to keep, it's mine to share. And now is the, if, if there's any time to share this stuff with the world, 100%. It's, it's today, yep. you know, it's today. Like if it could make your life 1% better each day doing it, like in, in a year, you're 3.65 people away from who you were when you started. Right.
1: Yeah. That's awesome, bro. And we'll put all this in the show notes. So make sure if you didn't catch what Rome just said, um, check out the show notes, get access to his website and go take part of that because there's nothing, I don't think there's anything you could invest much smarter than into your own nervous system, how to regulate yourself, how to be in control of your thoughts your ideas, your passions, everything. So I love that you put this together, brother, and not, not many people could have done that. And I know you and I know how effective that the process is. So I appreciate that. Well, before we hop off, bro, I want to ask you one last question. And that is, what does the art of masculinity mean to you?
0: It's the fullest expression of who you are as, as a man. It's like even art has a scientific element to it. Like art, science, we've, we've completely disconnected those as well. That's another one. Art and science, they're completely disconnected. But, you know, martial arts have systems. Systems uh, are very scientific, but we still call it an art because when you are able to, and here's where I'm going with this. Masculinity requires a structure. Masculinity requires discipline. Masculinity requires strength. That is the container. And then when you have this container that is solid, then you're able to express yourself in a way that's artful, in a way that's whole, in a way that's, I I would say, unfuckable with, unshakable. Where you're able to stand for something and, and lead from the back, from the front, from the side, wherever. Like you're just you you are the man that you came here to be for yourself, for your family, for your tribe, for your community, for the world. And and that's an art because there is a lot more flow to it than rigidity. But but first, before you get to flow. Because that's when you really become whole. You have to develop discipline and rigidity and strength and, and, and build a container. Because masculinity is a container that holds the feminine. But when you build the container, then it starts time to flow and to embrace a lot of the feminine aspects, which is nature and meditation and, and love and kindness. Because can you really be a fucking a loving, kind person? Um without being a powerful savage, i don 't believe so. I just think you, for the most part, like, and I 've had debates with people about this, but the reality is, though, most of those people were soft and mushy, and they were like, no, you don 't have to be a savage and strong and a warrior in order to be kind. And I was like, Yes, you do, because you 're just doing it because you don 't have a choice, and you 're not really being kind. Kindness is a choice you 're being nice and nice. At the etymological root of the word nice, it means ignorant. So you're like the village fucking idiot and you're just nice to everybody. And, and when, but when you're kind, you get to choose who you're nice to. And the etymological root of the word kind is kin, which is tribe or nature, natural. So we're supposed to be kind to our tribe and everybody else. Well, they earn it. Mm.
1: I love that bro It's I love that and I, I don't think uh, that there's any description of the art of masculinity that would fit Rome any better than what you just said <laughs> I love you bro thank you so much man for being on the show you're, thank you, you're bro. an epic epic human I'm humbled to call you a brother and a dear friend so truly appreciate you and everybody listening go check out Rome's stuff he's got powerful powerful teachings um and if you weren't really want to challenge yourself, approach him about uh, getting in to BJJ with him because he is a fucking savage. We didn't even go over that, but he is a savage. So appreciate you so much, brother. Um, and to everybody listening, as Thank always, you, remember that the world deserves a better caliber of man and it's our obligation to give it to him. All right, bro.